Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling In podcast. My name is Jacob Staten and as always I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the hair, the curly t- <laughs> top piece, JJ Armstrong. JJ, how are you? I thought you weren't going to ask then. Uh, very good, thank <laughs> you. Still got my hair cut, much to the displeasure of many a Forest fan. Following the, I said last week we had a comment about a UFO on my head. Following that we had a comment from the last episode saying that I look like Blackadder from season one. Following that, we had we put up a vlog from the West Ham game that we went to, and someone said that I was had a ba- having a bad hair day, which for me is basically just every day. So, yes, I do look like this. Move on. Maybe we can do an episode with no comments below about my hair. That would be great, wouldn't it? Well, I was tempted to do the intro and saying looking like an umpa was forced to work in a mine rather than a chocolate <laughs> factory. It's JJ Armstrong. Well, I've got a bit of timber on me, so maybe the chocolate factory is still. Uh, legit maybe that's why I'm anyway we're we're digressing how are you Jacob yeah I'm very well mate thank you you may still hear in my voice that I have that we we went to West Ham on Sunday didn't we we did we did which I mean we put a video we put a video up a little vlog you could check that on our YouTube channel to sort of see how the day went thank you Um, but yeah we, we did go yesterday my voice was still very sore it was quite difficult to speak from all the shouting and singing but what what a day it was yeah i had a number of people yesterday at work asking me if i had a cold and i was like no it's passion mate passion premier league win that's what it is (laughs) three points that is what it was i mean it was a for a neutral i imagine it was a sensational game for us it was a sensational game because we won west ham fans probably dejected uh i mean their performance i don't think they deserved the win possibly a draw they did hit the underside of the bar twice they did have a penalty saved They'd have a goal ruled out. Um, maybe, maybe a little hard done by with a, we've taken nothing from the game, but you know, we 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 rode the lightning, and uh, no, I just I just think we we especially in the first half we outshone them, absolutely did. Um, Brennan Johnson in the second half with his with his uh, offside goal it was definitely offside. Um, lovely finish, wonderful finish. We had VAR with what three VAR incidents with the, yep. the penalty, the two goals. I mean, for me, for my money, they got every, absolutely everything right. Um, I did initially think that McKenna should have been sent off, uh, but apparently it's the the fact that Henderson, he wasn't essentially the last man, he didn't stop it. He didn't necessarily stop it from going in because uh, Henderson was on the behind him and we definitely would have saved it type thing. So, you know, I thought the referee was actually pretty good, which is mind-blowing. Uh, yeah, just just a just a really 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 great game, great day. Two o'clock kickoffs, bellissima, absolutely perfect. <laughs> Red art, it just just it couldn't have been a much better day, could it, JJ? No, I mean it was very warm. It was red art. That bit was very uncomfortable. But sticky, in terms, I mean, I watched the game back. I watched the game back in full today, um, just to sort of go over, make sure there's nothing I missed. And it was a great game, like you say, for a neutral, it would have been very enjoyable. Um, it sort of gave me a bit more of a clearer view of things that we did well uh, in that game as well that you can't always see when you're not watching it from a perfect camera position so it was all in all just a great day I think the atmosphere in the pub beforehand walking to the ground inside the stadium was I don't I'm I'm trying to think back in my head but I think it might be better than the playoff semi-final second leg it was just a pure yeah. euphoria. Less, uh, everyone, less nerves. Less yeah, nerves. definitely less nerves. Um, it just felt it felt like a special moment. 
Um, obviously, we'll talk about the game in depth, but it's important before we start talking about the game to mention the the Mull of Kintyre. Uh, great. I know Forza Garibaldi came out and said it was more of an understated display than what they had planned, but I actually think what they did was spot on. I, I think it was yeah. perfect. Um, yeah. And that's definitely the loudest I've heard Mull of Kintyre. Hundred yeah, percent. My ears, my ears. To be honest, one of them is still ringing. Mm. I think from it. I, I mean, we've, we've both seen that video, haven't we? Where somebody's on the other side of the Trent on Trent Bridge, yeah. right on the other side on the city side, and yeah, it's it sounded phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, I mean, diving into the game, I think you know, first half we were absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, they had the goal disallowed. It was a foul. So, you know, kind of ignore that. Our goal, some great play down the left by Harry Toffolo. Um, obviously, a fortunate finish. He, he, you know, he was going to smash it in anyway. So, the fact it's come off him, awesome. Uh, great for a one year to get a goal. Uh, second half, they came out firing. It felt very similar to the Sheffield United game, actually. They came out firing, but because we kind of held them off. Yeah, I, I think maybe our, our disallowed goal, although it was disallowed, kind of tempered them a little bit. Uh, great finish by Johnson on that as well. So unlucky. Um, but yeah, it just I, I'm struggling to think of any negatives, really. Um, I mean, if I'm being extremely picky, I think Joe Rowell was a bit exposed against uh, Ben Rama. Um, but that's that's being very, very picky. There were some wonderful performances that game. Looking at Mangala and Nico Williams, Harry Toffler really turned up after kind of a, a very bang average performance against Newcastle. Um, yeah, I, yeah, struggling, struggling to think of any anything. Yeah, it's kind of controversial to say, really. I don't think I don't think there's anything controversial to say. I think from from the very off, it seemed you could tell it was a different performance to that of Newcastle, which was very much needed. I think it, it was expected, given that um, we were at home. It's the first Premier League game in 23 years. It was expected to be different, and it was really nice to see the early doors that that was going to be the case. Yeah. Um, to bring it back, Mangala from the start was exceptional he was everywhere some of his passes were, were beautiful I think he seemed to have quite good link up play with the fullbacks, which was nice to see yeah. Uh, yeah. Nico Williams in particular sort of getting it straight out to Nico Nico Williams again fantastic there was a ball in the first half that he sort of put through the channels uh, for Awanee to run onto which was delicious uh, that ball always felt on Nico Williams in general doesn't seem to have a weak foot. He played a lot on his left. He was on the yeah. left side hand side a few times. He even took a shot with his left foot. He seems like a great player. Jed Spence, who is the question I'd be asking? Because oh. Nico Williams is <laughs> too soon, too unbe- soon. unbelievable. Tyra Awaniwi, very lucky goal, but he had to be there to get there. Really glad yeah. he scored for the confidence. I think he needed it. Uh, all in all, he looked like... Uh, a nuisance. I think he did some really positive things. Still looks a bit raw and a bit sloppy at times, but didn't matter. He got his goal and he was a nuisance and did some good stuff. Amazing. Toffolo, we have to say, you know, we gave him a bit of stick from the Newcastle game. I think he was excellent. I think he did a really good job. So keep yeah. that up and everything that we've mentioned before of how he might not be an adequate replacement whilst Omar Richards is out might not be the thing because he keeps playing like that he's earned his spot yeah. uh, and then Dean Anderson oh, yeah how could I forget Jesus. Yeah. unbelievable I think 
all in all, great game. You know, he saved a penalty. That in itself warrants positive. But yeah, something that I actually wrote down was after watching it back today, his distribution looked good on the day when we was watching it. But I mean, some of his throws were pinpoint. It was incredible, his distribution. If you feel confident with him in net, he comes out and claims crosses. Yeah. Uh, his, yeah, yeah. his reaction time to get back up after they hit the crossbar and save it was fantastic. Obviously, he saved a penalty. So definitely no positives from me. I think, sorry if I've waffled on for quite a few minutes there about how good we are, but a lot of special moments. And I think each player was great. I think Joe Worrell possibly on the lower end of that spectrum, but he still did enough. We still got a clean sheet. He still yeah. had some bright moments. So all in all, really positive performance. And I think it's going to encourage a lot of Forest fans that had already written us off after the first Newcastle game. Yeah. And I suppose I suppose that gets, gets us nice and pumped up going into this weekend against uh, the Toffees of uh, Goodison Park, Everton. Um, so once again, we've had a, a friend of the show an Everton fan join us. Um, we're going to take it to Dan right now, Run VT. So hi, Dan. Welcome to the Miss Rolling Podcast. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad, Jacob. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all, mate. Thank you. Not bad at all. Um, so as a lifelong Evertonian fan, sat in the in the, the border, border city of Chester, where you could pick any team you wanted, um, how is life as an Everton fan? Oh, good question. So after the turbulent season, like end of last season, um, more very relieved to still be in the Premier League. Came yeah. up to the Burnley game, and I'm not going to lie, I was I was thinking because at that point Liverpool was still in all four competitions to win them, yeah. and Everton were in the relegation zone. I thought which which Copite had sold their soul to the devil to relegate us and make all four of them win. So, yeah. I'm quite happy the fact that we're still in the Premier League. Um, and I'm very happy under Frank Lampard. I think he's beautiful. He's got some really good ideas. And it's a lot better than the um, agent Benitez from the beginning of last season. So, yeah. Um, that's that's so, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. You're happy with Frank. That was, that was kind of a, a caveat question I was going to ask. Is, yeah. you know, are, are you, you know, you've not had the best starts this season. You form under Frank. What's the, you know, he saved you. I'm not going to deny that, but, you know. It's, it wasn't still wasn't kind of setting the world on fire. Are you, are you genuinely happy under Frank or are you kind of thinking we could get so-and-so in at some point? Who else is there is my, is my question. I can't think of yeah. anybody better who would come in and make the squad that we've got better. I think, we, I think we're falling into, into a trap like we've done for a lot of seasons. If we're not doing well, we'll just fire the next manager, fire the mm. next manager, very similar to Man United. And it's just, it's just not working. I think with Frank, I think with Frank, I don't know he what he's done. He's reconnected the club with the people, with the fans, and I think all the other managers that we had, Ancelotti, apart from Ancelotti, obviously, um, he's got, he's got the backing of the fans now. I think yeah. Frank really values what the fans think, feel, has understood the club as soon as he's come in and said, right, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. So yeah, I just feel like. I am genuinely happy under him. Uh, yeah, it's been a poor start to the season, but to only concede one against Chelsea, who are a top four side at home, even though that we have beaten them quite often and we beat them last season, uh, given the fact we've got no striker, um, 
it was sort of expected. And then to lose Godfrey and Mina yeah. in the middle of the match, who are absolute walls of defenders, is just um, to, and to lose and to lose it to a silly, silly mistake like a push on a player to lead to a penalty is a bit shocking. And then against Villa, um, I thought we played solid, and the only reason that they scored two goals was two stupid mistakes. Um, yeah. So it's not necessarily it's individual mistakes leading to the goals. It's not. Uh, it's not like we've been outclassed. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I'm little. That's why I'm happy because last season, for a lot of the games, especially in the first half, we were just looking. We were looking like bottom half of the championship. Yeah. Poor, yeah. Slow, lethargic. Just had no fight, no desire. I think Frank's actually got that from the team. So, and again, I'd, I'd probably another. I'll probably say this throughout. We need a striker, desperate for a striker. I can't believe that the recruitment this season, this season, this summer has been brilliant. Tarkovsky and Cody, you say, you two seasons ago, or even last season, you say you've got Tarkovsky and Cody in your back too. Like, well, that's a solid defence. Yeah. They, they yeah. could fit into a lot of Premier League teams. So the recruitment's been brilliant. This new guy that we've got from Belgium looks, he's, he reminds me of Yaya Torre, both in stature and the way he plays. Yeah. Massive. Uh, that season he had for City was stupid. Yeah, he scored twenty goals. Yeah, yeah. I could. I can see him. I could see him. He's got the potential to be like Yaya, but hopefully, like the season he got the twenty goals. But yeah, I, it's on the up. But we need a striker desperately. We need a striker. Yeah. Go, going into going into the weekend's match, who who do you think is the the main danger man for you guys? For us, our danger man. I don't know. This is the thing. Our our danger man would be Anthony Gordon at the minute um, mm. because he is playing in that striker role, which, and he's really fast, he's creative, he's skillful. But with recent, well, today and yesterday with Chelsea coming in with the yeah, they've had million and now 45 million bid, where's his head at? Yeah. So it's almost, he is our danger man, but where's his head going to be at the weekend? Is it going to be I want to go to Chelsea. I'm happy at Everton. Let's stay at Everton and see what we can do there. Um, if if his head's there, it'd be, it'd be Anthony Gordon. If not, um, I would probably say Gray. Damari Gray. Great yeah. player, as we all know. And then I'm going to say Onana. If he comes on the pitch and, can, and he showed glimpses when he came on for the eight minutes against Villa, if he can reproduce that book for say thirty minutes, I'd love to see what he can do in the middle of the park going forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those would be the three. Yeah. I, would say. I mean, I, you know, kind of Gordon's kind of coming because he he's the one who's playing up front, isn't he? With with uh, Calvert Lewin being injured and that, and I know Demario Gray's had a bit of a strange career, isn't he? Like he's finally getting finally getting game time, finally finally kicking on, and I know a lot of yeah. I think even we were linked with Onana. Uh, I know. Did he turn down West Ham in the end to come to you guys from Lille? Yeah, yeah, he turned down West Ham, and if you think about logically, if you think about it, I understand why. So Onana, young guy, has grown up watching Frank Lampard. And yeah. Now, if you think about when we were watching Frank Lampard, the the man was immense. He was colossal. Yeah, yeah. He came second in the Ballon d'Or one year when he was up against people like Xavi and Iniesta. Obviously, it was a Messi Ronaldo year, mm. but. That's the sort of caliber. He's he's a Premier League winner. 
Champions League winner. And Onana is almost similar in a Frank Lampard role. Yeah. As a central attacking midfielder, who would you want to work under? You'd want to work under Frank Lampard, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think did Deli did Deli Ali say something similar as well when he went when he moved I, to Everton? It was yeah. Yeah. So that goes to show in terms of the respect that Frank Lampard has and the caliber he does it well, he has as a player. Yeah. And I think he does and he will get there as a manager. I know he will. Yeah, because he's he's a very smart dude, isn't he? Well, Frank Lampard, his IQ's off the charts, apparently. Like absolutely, yeah, like not, like one eighty something. Is he's not he's not thick. Um, he's he's down to earth. He's just he's charming. Is a is yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah, you you thought you sort of like oh, do you know you buy into him. When you buy into yeah. somebody, that's when that's when you usually get they usually get the best out of you because you believe absolutely. in what they say. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think will happen then at the weekend? Oh, good question. So I was on the way back from France uh, this weekend and listening to the West Ham West Ham Forest game. And I was thinking to myself, how will Everton fare against Forest this weekend coming up? And you've got some dangerous sounding players. Yeah, so yeah. We all saw the calibre of Johnson. Last season, he was he was something special. Still, is something special. Use this use this new is he Dutch that you've just signed? Is he a Dutch lad? Um, I've forgotten what they were. I've forgotten his name. Mangala. Yeah. Oh, Mangala. Oh, Mangala. Yeah, and a one year as well. Yeah, Mangala was all over the pitch. Like yeah, he was... all the com- the commentators just say Mangala, Mangala. Who's this guy? He's everywhere. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. He sounded scary, and then Neko Williams. We, I naturally hate him. Being, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. former cop out. Um, <laughs> but again, even when he was at Liverpool, and he saw you saw glimpses of him, I thought, do you know what? He's actually a decent player. And then you've signed Henderson, which is an absolute coup for anybody. He's a brilliant goalkeeper. So yeah, I, didn't... I think you've got danger throughout everywhere. Yeah, but maybe. Uh, Oh, sorry, Jacob, go for it. No, no, I was just going to say, I, I think I'm going to... I was going to go for a 2-all. Yeah. But I think I might I think I think might even stack on a 2-1 Forest. I just think I think we might have a kind of shock or a surprise factor, maybe. That is something I thought, but then I also thought, let's take a look at what West Ham did. They hit the underside of the bar twice. Yeah. They uh, missed a penalty. Mm-hmm. They had a goal rule, ruled out for offside. Correctly, no, 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 no. That was just, that was just the offside. He, the, that was offside. Yeah, that was ruled out as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, for a push. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Antonio. We pushed him at the edge of the box. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was thinking to myself, it's just not been West Ham's day here. And then I thought, put Everton in that situation at home at Goodison, where it's a very intimidating atmosphere. You'll see, you'll hear a lot of players saying, "Going to Everton." Going to Goodison is not a nice experience. Yeah, old school. The the, the fans are almost on the pitch. They were on the pitch last season. Um, it's um, the big factor for me is our lack of striker, and I don't know where we're going yeah. to score. Um, I'm not saying that Gray does have a goal in his in his bag. Gordon can can score. I want to see what Anana can do in terms of his scoring ability. 
maybe we need to play Rondon and just give your centre backs a little bit of a. Yeah, that's a good shout. I, I was I was thinking we talked about Gordon earlier. I thought you know you can have as many flicks and tricks as he wants, but we play three strong centre backs and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting. I think Rondon would be would probably be a kind of more of a a better option for this game. I think especially you know you're going to play against three centre backs type thing. And that's it. So I can't see us conceding. Okay. It's weird because we've scored. So I'm going to go 1 0 Everton. Yep. Or 0 0, realistically. Okay. Because I, I can't see us conceding unless we, well, unless it's a stupid mistake. But having had two matches of stupid mistakes, I'm pretty sure they'll be on it now. Like, yeah. we can't, we can't, we can't mess Can't up. keep going. Yeah. Yeah. We can't do that. However, I am very aware of the threat that you pose. Yeah. So I am going to go nil nil or one nil Everton, and I'll 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 stick with two one Forest or two all. Yes, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I don't like the, don't like the sound of the first one. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Dan. And uh, no yeah, I, I would say all the best for the weekend, but I don't mean it because I want us to win. No, I hope you have a crap weekend as well, mate. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you a bit. Uh, thank you very much to Dan there. That was a really great insight into into what should be a, a really good game. And obviously, you know, I'm still I'm still here thinking two one Forest. You know, I, I think the lack of striker that they've got, they've they've clearly got an issue there. Um, I mean, the the one the person that's actually playing up front, Gordon, may not even be an Everton player by the time we get to that game. So, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking it's not going to necessarily yeah I'm, I'm going 2-1 I don't know I don't want to overcommit and say it'll be easy but I, I just got a feeling that if we carried that performance against West Ham into, into that game we could be could really come out with something there yeah. JJ what, what, what do you think is going to happen I don't think it's going to be easy I think uh, any game away in the Premiership is going to be difficult they've got they've got a weird squad really like there are a few players in there that are generally quite decent uh, but mm. it just doesn't seem to work for them and I'm not sure what it is but the addition of Tarkovsky and Connor Cody at the back, I think, yeah. is bad for us because they are oh, obviously two great defenders. Um, so that could mean that they're sort of goals uh, conceded and maybe limited a bit more. So I don't think it's going to be easy. Not sure if we're going to be able to play the exact same way we did against West Ham. Still confident that we could get the result. Before I say my prediction, we need to point out that we both said 1-0 Forest v West Ham so that's a successful tick and I'm going to follow on with another win for Forest and I'm going to go for 2-0 um, you know, clean sheet clean sheet I think hopefully Niakate can come back and play he looked to yeah. be struggling when he went off against West Ham I think I he looked Steve really Cook. good Steve Cook's a more than adequate replacement so fine but I think Niakate McKenna and Worrell uh yeah. look to be quite a solid piece particularly McKenna I think just to go back to the West Ham game he seemed to block everything that was coming at him including a fantastic save which was eventually given as a penalty but <laughs> he was always there so he's going to be key um, Anthony Gordon you know I think Niakate could probably get the better of him he's still quite raw and young as a talent I think the main thing I think possibly we look like we can keep a clean sheet for me but 
I think the more difficult is more difficult part is trying to get up the pitch and get our attacker plays in against those, like I said, two great centre backs. So I mean we've made a few new signings since then, which we'll obviously talk about in a moment, but still feeling quite confident. I think it's our chance to ride it and if we can get six points prior to the Spurs and City game. I'd be very, very happy with that return. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so dropping us now into the, the, the League Cup against uh, Grimsby. It's away, isn't it, against Grimsby? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things. I don't want to kind of belittle because, you know, let's face it, a run in any cup is, is fun as a fan. But um, I, I maybe not quite couldn't care less, but I don't really mind if we lose or win. It's an odd position to be in, you know. I, I kind of I want Cooper to make eleven changes. I want to give, you know, everyone who's not having a game because we've got some players now a, a run out. And I, you know, I think we'll, I think we'll win. Um, I think we'll win on penalties because they go straight to penalties, don't they, in the League Cup? So yeah, I think we'll yeah. Win on penalties, but um, yeah, I just think it'll be it'll be one of them games where you kind of maybe listen to it on the radio and think, I can't believe I spent two hours of my life listening to that. Hopefully it's not, but I just yeah, I, I don't mind either way. But I'm I'm going I'm going forest on penalties. Yeah, oh, I mean I'm definitely going to watch it, and I'm definitely think why did I oh, waste yeah, my yeah. time? Sure. <laughs> why did I waste my time listening and watching that? Uh, I'm with you. I think the Carabao Cup in general couldn't or care, care about couldn't care about it. Oh, it's good. It writes itself, Jacob. Uh, you welcome everyone. Uh, I've lost what I'll say. I don't. I couldn't care less. Uh, I'd, if we go out the cup, great. Focus on the league. If we stick in the cup, cool. Nice one. Let's carry on. Um, it's not really it for me. Every other time that we've gone out the the cup in recent years, it's been quite early on in the season, and it's you sort yeah. of think, yeah, we've just lost to Barnsley in the cup again. But let's focus <laughs> on the league. So I think it will be. I think we're not going to see too many. Um, starting players maybe it's a good chance to get minutes into these new signings maybe that could make us a bit stronger um, because obviously we've got several of them I think you know the likes of being Coney maybe Yates might return get Dennis a bit of time on the pitch Uh, Surridge can have a bit of a go you know we're not going to be completely weak but certainly don't want to go too strong uh, with Spurs and City coming up so not that bothered I think we'll win not even going to bother putting a prediction on it, really, because just it's hard to tell. Because depends what Forest squads out there. Grimsby have just got promoted, so they'll possibly be riding a bit bit of momentum. Who knows? But either way, if we win, fantastic. If we lose, I won't be crying about it. And back to the Premier League we go. Absolutely, essentially. I, I suppose you're mentioning a minutes for Dennis. There's a nice segui into uh, signings we've made since we last spoke, which are Remo Freuler from Atalanta, Emmanuel Dennis from Watford, and Cheku Coate on a free transfer, but he was at West Ham last. I mean, just three strong signs, aren't they? I mean, Remo Freuler's been playing Champions League football. He's been Atalanta, cap- Atalanta captain. Dennis has scored double-figure Premier League goals before. And Jake Coate is a kind of a well-seasoned Premier League midfielder, isn't he? So they're just they're really strong signings, and and apparently all reports are confirming that we're going to sign Hossam Uar from uh, Lyon, which is 
anyone who's played football manager knows that he's a must at the start of any save. So it's uh, just phenomenal business, just phenomenal business. Um, I don't know how we're going to get all these players on the pitch. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know the game plan behind it. Are we thinking you know, it's a long season with a, a weird break in the middle and a bigger squad with high quality is kind of going to get us through it? I, I don't know what the, the game plan is, but but I love it. I really, yeah. really love it. Yeah, big fan. Um, Dennis, I, I'm sure we've spoken on the podcast but before about him, but really rate him. I think he's great. Definitely wanted him in. When, he, when we were originally linked with him, I was pleased about that because I think he's fantastic. Owen Iwi, I thought had a really good game and was a nuisance. Sorage came on a lot bright, so chucked yeah, yeah. Dennis into the mix as well and all of a sudden our attacking options are brilliant. Obviously, I think he goes ahead of Sorage. Not sure he immediately goes ahead of Owen Iwi at the start. I think Owen Iwi deserves a start against Everton. Uh, but Dennis is an option. You know, you can't really ask for too much. Interested to sort of see him and Awaniwi together at some point, whether that means Johnson gets taken off. I'm not sure, but great signing. Koyate is more of a risk-free cover option, I think. I think he can play centre-back. I think he can play centre-back as well. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. So cover in that respect, not going to set the world on fire, but good to have. Um, Froiler, people seem to be quite excited about him. He seems to be a good prospect. But this, our guy... Um, know him from highlight reels that I've seen over the past few days but people are really excited about him he looks fantastic you football manager lot think he's the Jesus of a football manager so I'd sort of as as it stands when we're recording this podcast he's not in he might be by the time it's out uh, but I'm, I'd be very surprised if we do have him because he's been linked to Arsenal City Man U all the, all the lots so even Juventus, I believe. So if after all that he comes to Forest, I think it's an incredible job from the recruitment team. So very interested to see that one. Um, very interested to see where that leaves Jesse Lingard as well. Very interested to see where yeah. Froiler leaves Mangala, O'Brien, Yates, possibly James Garner. And Dennis, you know, you've got Surridge and Awani. So complex puzzle but a great problem to have having so many good players um yeah it feels like we're almost building a bit of a squad of european talent people that have played in europa that could or you or champions league that could do a job maybe next season uh yeah. if we play our cards right this season so yeah great recruitment as we keep as we seem to say a lot so not got much to complain about at the minute no i mean you did touch on james garner there slightly so it's a question I'd like to ask any listeners, and we'll, we'll well, I'll, I'll make sure JJ puts it on our Twitter as well as a poll. Um, with all these signings that have come in, you know, we're, we're quite heavy in centre midfield right now. Would you would you still take James Garner? Um, I think everyone knows my answer. I just I'm worried about an inflated squad. You know, you've seen it play teams before. My, my my issue isn't with Garner; it's with what we've already signed type things. So, you know, would, would you, with all the signings we've already made and possibly to make? Um, would you still take James Garner? I think it's a shame myself that, um, I know you weren't asking me, but I'm going to say my opinion anyway. I think it's a shame that Manu didn't make him available a few weeks ago. I think we definitely would have gone for that straight away. My reasoning for getting him in would be that he can cover the 10 role as well. But if we've got this Iora guy in as well, uh, maybe he's not needed. 
I don't know how to say his name. Awo? Ayorara. Ayor. Ayor. However you say it. I like to say Uar. Uar. Well, he, he, he maybe we don't need him to cover the 10 anymore. Also, you've got the question of Ryan Yates is vice captain, yet looks to be quite far down the pecking yeah. order. So adding someone else to go above him, does that make sense? Uh, Mangala and O'Brien to me certainly look two great ones and Froiler should be up there as well. So not sure it makes sense, but again, with the Keenan Davis, Jed Spence type players, I'd take him in a heartbeat just because of, of emotion, but I don't think it would be too sensible. Yeah, I'm wondering if the, the kind of inflated squad of quality is something to do with the five subs you can make because I'm I'm starting to think with the team that he's building, you're going to see th- people like Ryan Yates is going to play away centre midfield and at home it's going to be O'Brien or Froiler or, or whatever combination of Mangala plus one is. Um, and, you know, if we're winning one nil with 10 minutes to go, you know, he can make five changes, which is phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like he can change, you know, take with the goalkeeper, half the team, half the outfield players. So it's, uh, I think, you know, knowing how tactically astute Steve Cooper is, that, that, that kind of strikes me right now as we're talking about it. That's probably what the game plan is to have, to be able to field a kind of another version of a formation type thing very quickly, very easily with, with still lots of quality. So yeah. That's, that's, you know, I think it's going to be a really, really, really interesting to see, especially not necessarily going into the World Cup where there's a break because I think everyone will still be kind of busting the gut. But I think when we come back out of, back into December, you know, Boxing Day, when we have that first game back, there's a lot of football to be played after Boxing Day. You know, we, the, the season doesn't end right until the end of May this year. So really interesting. Um yeah, I mean, a huge thanks. I don't know if anyone's seen it from our Twitter or, or if you follow Forrest all over as well. Huge thank you to Chris and Matt for having us on. I really, really enjoyed talking to kind of fellow huge Forest fans as well. It was just a really, really enjoyable chat and just just nice to get on get on with people and get on, eh? Yeah, and you can follow Forest All Over podcast on NFFC all over on uh, Twitter and find all their other links from there. We were on the latest episode uh as Jacob's just mentioned. So give it a listen, but listen to their back catalogue and also listen to their upcoming ones because they are a great podcast. Uh, who doesn't want more forest great content? Guys. And also Chris is a very nice guy. Matt, not so much because he ditched us and didn't show up to the recording. Yeah, didn't, um, up. didn't fancy it, did he? But yeah, Chris, really nice guy. We just stuck about after and probably <laughs> annoyed him and carried on talking to him. But really nice guy. Uh, it's funny when they just absolutely have contempt for each other throughout the episode so give them a listen as well well that's all for this episode of the misrolling podcast um as always if you are joining us again then thank you very much for coming back you're a lunatic but we love you and if you join us for the first time it's been great to have you please come back again and be one of the lunatics you and about my air don't bully me